Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Managing Editor at FightfulWrestling.com. It is April 1st, 2019. It is WrestleMania 35 week. I'm joined tonight by Alex Pawlowski. Alex, how's it going? Uh, I think WrestleMania starts in about 20 minutes. So let's get ready to go. I'm excited for it. Uh, We've got a weekend full of great shows. We're going to do something this weekend for a lot of these indie shows. I know that Steven Jensen still has the weekender on Fightful Select. Uh, Jimmy Van for Fightful Select subscribers doing a Q&A this week. He's doing those quarterly. I'll be doing one as well. We'll have the Fightful Report podcast over there. Uh, subscribe if you all haven't already. I dropped some news on Jeff Cobb, a new Ring of Honor signing that's on the way. I'm going to drop uh, some pretty big Ring of Honor news, at least as far as their, their office is concerned, on Fightful Select this week. Uh, but last night, Alex, or actually yesterday afternoon, I dropped the news that HBO was going to cover WWE on last week tonight. And they did that. And it's been the talk of the town. WWE, you know, I, I don't make any bones about it. Wrestling only websites are kind of the redheaded stepchild of media for WWE. They wanted me to, they made sure I put in their statement in our John Oliver articles today. They wanted to get their statement out there uh, on all this. Very briefly, tell me what you thought about this. Me and Jimmy Van are going to cover it at length on Wednesday, but I- I'm interested to see how you felt about it. I-, I thought it. I thought it was great. I mean, I'm, I'm a I, I'm a huge John Oliver fan, and uh, last week tonight, I love that they go so deep into certain issues while still making keeping it humor uh, humorous. Um, uh, I, I thought there were, uh, you know, a few quibbles I had with with this thing. I mean, the, the, a lot of what they used was very old material. Yeah. Um, I think something pointed out to me that they had this thing with Bret Hart uh, during during his um, his uh, documentary talking about the WWE uh, right after the whole thing went down with with him and Vince. So it was kind of fresh in his mind. And then they said, oh, "Bret has a reason to be upset. His brother w- uh, died in the ring working for Vince." Uh, but they don't tell you that 
Owen died after the clip was reported yes. that he was talking. So it's kind of like, uh, I wish they had been a little bit more forthright about a few things, but the underlying sentiment of the video of the clip uh, of, of the segment um, holds true. Like the un- independent contractor status is, is just nuts that, that they're allowed to get away with that kind of stuff. Myself and Jimmy Van are going to cover this at length. This is a topic that we have talked about often on the Wednesday show. So uh, tune in Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. It'll be our last 3 p.m. Eastern. Listen, you boys show. We are moving to 6 p.m. after WrestleMania. So make sure you guys tune in weekly. But this week, lots of stuff. Uh, just upon first glance, I mean, I don't know any other websites that have covered WrestleMania weekend extensively as, as we have. I spoke to Triple H on a media call last week. Of course, he's going to be on WrestleMania. Also, he had a big hand at NXT TakeOver. I interviewed Jeff Cobb. Stuff out of that is coming uh, for the New Japan Ring of Honor show. Talked to Tony Schiavone ahead of his uh, show. I think it's the day after WrestleMania. But, man, it doesn't stop there. Joey Janela, who's going to be on the spring break shows. Joey Ryan, who is on Penis Party as well as DDT Pro, uh, Impact Wrestling, and a ton of others. Uh, I spoke to Anthony Bowens. If you all haven't checked out my pinned tweet, go ahead and retweet that if you all don't mind. Anthony Bowens is such a unique story. He's had two official tryouts, one of which I was at, another informal tryout, and he hasn't been picked up yet. I was able to talk to Santino Morella, who actually discovered him at the gym, who went up to him and said, hey, you know, you look like a wrestler. And Anthony Bowens was like, well, that's interesting because I love wrestling. I actually came here to meet pro wrestlers and ended up kind of discovering him. I was able to speak to a source at the WWE Performance Center who spoke very, very highly of Bowens and kind of revealed a little bit of stuff saying that they've got their eye on Anthony Bowens. This is a guy you all want to keep your eye on. I'm very proud of this article, very proud of that interview. He is a name that you all want to look out for. But our schedule this week of live coverage and discussion if you want to talk about any of these shows, you're in luck. Wrestle Pro, does funny equal money? We've got Hornswoggle in a street fight against Dan Math. Santino and Colt Cabana are teaming up on this show. You got Family Reunion at uh, 4 p.m. on Thursday. Orange Cassidy versus Jonathan Gresham. That is such a fantastic match that I didn't know that I needed to see. Uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. At 4 p.m. Eastern, actually, that uh, family reunion show is at noon. But Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, continuing the tradition of Matt Riddle's show. There's the WrestleCon Super Show at 7 that night. Will Ospreay versus Bandito. Uh, Impact Wrestling's United, we stand. We're covering that. Uh, AIW Slumber Party Massacre. Uh, all the way through, we, we got an entire list of these events. Just an amazing amount of stuff. Alex, outside of WWE stuff, is there, I, I know that you're, you're, kind of limited on your time in that regard but is there a match that or show that has stood out and you've been like man i can't wait to see that i'm gonna try and catch as much of the g1 supercard as i can uh it may wind up just being highlights that i could find uh after the match um uh, again i keep thinking of, of the about this this weekend and everything that comes down to be takeover is just absolutely insane that card um there are four matches on that card that might be match of the year contenders in my head that, that could, that could wind up being that. Um, so I'm, I'm just, I'm super excited for Friday. I may need all of Saturday to recuperate before Sunday. 
we are going to have just an insane amount of coverage, guys. I've, I've still got an interview. I thought they were done. I've got another interview tomorrow with a very interesting name. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I'll say. A very interesting name who has uh, been in the news of late. But we got Monday Night Raw to talk about. But before we get into Raw, Alex, strutting and cutting his way to the Hall of Fame, Brutus the Barber Beefcake is a Hall of Famer. He is indeed. So is the Zodiac and the Disciple and the Butcher and the Men with No Name. Ed Leslie uh, had a lot of names. Uh, he, he did a lot of stuff. Listen, uh, I, I, I watched, I watched uh, enough Brutus the Barber stuff uh, when, I was a, when I was a kid, uh, so I knew who he was. And I remember, like, why is the barber wearing zebra face paint for the Zodiac? But it took me until I think about 18 months ago for me to realize that the disciple was <laughs> the barber beefcake. He was unrecognizable. He, with the blonde hair and like the Hogan cosplay, it really looked like Hogan kind of had like a mini me. It was very, very weird. But I mean, hey, it's Brutus the Barber What was a major staple in the, in the late 80s, uh, mid to late 80s. Uh, like that's a, it's kind of one of those guys like, Really? He's not in yet? Kind of a thing, yeah. you know? He was super over when I was a kid, man. Just so, so over. Let's get into a few questions before Raw. Uh, again, if you send a super chat, doesn't matter the amount, on uh, our live YouTube, we will answer your question. Charles Haskins had asked, what impact will Shayna have on the WrestleMania main event? I don't think any. I don't think she'll have any on it because she doesn't need it. Uh, I think... Maybe she shows up next week, if if at all. I mean, the only thing I could think of is if is if they have some kind of long term booking planned out. Of there was there's this growing sentiment of being the WWE four horsewomen standing tall at the end uh, with all their belts and whatever, um, something like that. If if they wanted to have some kind of long term thing planned out for Survivor Series or whenever to start the inkling with the MMA four horsemen coming uh, at least to the top of the ramp or maybe even down to the ringside, maybe even getting in the ring and saying, Hey, we're here too. Maybe, but I don't think Shane has any actual impact in the, in the match itself. Charles also asks, was the NWO sold out the worst pay-per-view ever? I'll say no, just because it had Eddie Guerrero versus six and that ladder match on it. Yeah. So no, plus heroes of wrestling December to dismember, those existed, man. There, there were some pay per views in what I consider the dark ages of WWE. Yeah, like there, they, there's some 2011 shows. If you went back and watched, you'd be like, man, look at all these guys who just aren't around anymore, and not just aren't around, got all the way out of wrestling because they were so jaded by the product. Then, any thoughts, Alex? No, no, yeah, the, there, there were some really rough times. Uh, in WWE, and I mean, like, listen, the the thing about it is that there were there, uh, none of them was bad as sold as sold out. But remember that time for a while there, we were have we had like two per month, one SmackDown mm-hmm. and one Raw, and they were just like, hey, this has no build. Why don't you guys go out there and have a match? And the matches were usually good because these guys are professionals. Yeah, but sometimes it was like, I don't know why this is happening. Jacob Noble says, what's your favorite smaller independent promotion? Uh, well, it depends. If you mean small independent promotions in general, I love PWG. But if we're talking straight up, um, like smaller, I, I think 
Riptide does some great stuff with the way that they they filmed a lot of stuff. I think that they're really really good, and I enjoy that. Um, Alex, do you have any that you you point out? I think Zelo Pro is doing some interesting stuff too. Uh, actually, up in your neck of the woods, Alex, they got some stuff up like towards uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, there's there's uh, I can't remember the the name of the promotion, but they're coming to the uh, to the West Alice, uh, not Armory. I forget what it's called, but it's this, this thing. It's like a few miles from my home. Uh, Mr. Kennedy is headlining. Uh, and, yeah, and so it's the poster's really funny. It has a bunch of guys I've never seen before, and then you know, Mr. Kennedy. Uh, and I'm like, well, that might be something to drop in on. But uh, yeah, listen, there's little places all over uh, the country that are that are doing cool stuff. Dolphin Ziggler says, "Is that a microphone, or did you eat blue chew?" Well, <laughs> why not both? And finally, do you think WrestleMania will go eight hours? No, I don't. I think it will be, I think it'll clock in under eight hours. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, I mean, the, the pre-show is supposed to start at 5 p.m. Eastern. Eight hours makes it 1 a.m. Like, I don't know if they're going to 1 a.m. Um, but listen, the other thing is that uh, they got really lucky that the weather is supposed to be decent. But the lows in the evening are still going to be, I think, uh, in the low 50s to upper 40s. Nobody's going to want to be out there for eight hours sitting there freezing their butts off by the time the girls come out and do the main event. So Stephanie McMahon comes out on Raw, makes an April Fool's joke. I missed the joke. What was it? Uh, the joke was that um, I'm that I'm going to put a fourth person in the main ev- in the main event. Me. <laughs> uh, That's pretty good. Well, listen. The, the whole thing is that if she had actually done some build up to it, and like actually had been serious about it from the beginning, I might have bought it because somebody was like, you know what, just go whole hog and put Stephanie in the thing. You know what? Screw it. Let's get nuts. Um, but. Uh, the fact that she immediately said April Fools kind of took the to the sting out of it, but you know it's good that they that they know uh, who this person is and that we would all believe that. Instead, she announces that the WrestleMania main event will be a winner take all match. Now it had been speculated a lot of different things. The person who gets pinned loses something. Alex, I know you had qualms with that, but I think there is major motivation there in that you win the most important women's wrestling match of all time, regardless of who you've been. Right. Well, the, 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 uh, we don't have to spend a lot of time on it. Cause that's not what, not the direction they went in, but the whole build has been, this is for the raw women's championship. So the one who actually has that belt wants to defend it. And the other two want to get it. If there's an, if there's a scenario by which you can come into the match and pin somebody where you don't get an additional piece of hardware, it just, I feel like nobody will be pinning Becky. They'd all be, Rhonda and Charlotte would be trying to pin each other so they could actually win something additional in addition to what they already had. But they're not going in that direction, thankfully. And so I like this idea. I like the idea of uh, whoever wins, whoever gets the pin or the submission, takes ever, all the hardware out of the match. Now, that creates... Uh, some questions for afterwards, like what do you do then? But I guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah, uh, we get a, we got a super chat from Dylan Saltz who asks, "Any chance we see Conor McGregor on Sunday?" There's always a chance. I wouldn't count on it, especially considering the investigation going on surrounding him. 
Uh, I would be very shocked if that happened. Also, um, any news on the Good Brothers and Tamatanga? Yeah, it is hashtag off season for the Good Brothers. They're still in the Battle Royal and stuff, but right now I wouldn't expect them to resign unless WWE pulls off something crazy. It doesn't look like they're going to come back. I know that Anderson just bought a house in Florida. That's handy. And uh, Tamatanga, he's in a big title match on the G1 Supercard this weekend. So uh, nothing, no up-to-date information on him. I haven't even heard that he was planning on leaving. But back to Raw. Paul Heyman comes out, goes off about Seth Rollins, says that Brock Lesnar will violate him. Alex. That's, uh, it's... Uh, he said, he says, uh, if uh, I don't, um, I think it's too easy, Sean. I think that, I think you're bigger yeah. than this. I think that you can move on. I think it's, I'm not, this, I'm not teeing you up for one. Okay, good, good. I'm, I'm glad. not, I I'm think glad. it's inappropriate. Good. I'm to glad. To be honest I, with you. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, I'm not trying to do a plug there. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. You want me to plug your product. <laughs> On our WrestleMania weekend show, we have yes. a few sponsor slots available. Good. And remember, you'll be able to take this clip from our show and use it for, for whatever it is you will. Contact me. Mm. So this, <laughs> this segment was the typical Heyman segment. He says that Rollins is an afterthought to Lesnar. Rollins' music hits to a big pop mm. and says that nobody wants Lesnar there. The fans don't. He doesn't. Right. The locker room doesn't. I like that. I thought that was smart. Yeah, no this 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 uh, this this makes sense to me. A lot of the interviews Seth's been doing is like, yeah, this is ridiculous that we have this title held up with this guy who never shows up. Uh, we can't, you know, we have a, the ostensibly the biggest title in the company mm-hmm. never gets defended, never even on TV because this guy's holding it. Um, I think that that's smart. Um, you know. I I'm increasingly thinking that they're going to keep this damn belt on Brock for a long, long time. So all, all this, all this stuff that, that Seth is saying, um, it, it may all just be, you know, fluff to, to get us all worked up so that the heat, Sean, the heat, if Seth were to lose on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Rollins gets a great ovation for saying that. And then Lesnar bumps into Rollins, which I thought was just such a good heel dick thing for him to do. Yep. It it was work. It it worked. And then Rollins punches him in the penis, right in the penis. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. Now there there were, there was one such one moment where Rollins went airborne on a German suplex. Yeah. A big one. Other than that, it was Rollins whooping that ass. Yeah. Um, when, um, when I was younger, a uh, kid in elementary school, and I had a problem with a bully, I talked to my dad about it, and he said, you know what you need to do with a bully? Bully only respects aggression back. So I want you to walk right up to that bully tomorrow morning on the playground, and I want you to kick him right in the dick. My dad didn't say that because that's not how we're usually taught to respond to bullies. You <laughs> might say punch him in the mouth or stand up to him. But you know who I love rooting for? The guy who goes for the nards. That I, guy, hey, why not? Be, well, it just, I, I understand, like. That that has long been the kryptonite that, to Brock Lesnar. It is. It is. It's a, it's, a, it's a weird flex 
to be like, I'm the guy who will who will start the fight by kicking you in the dick is a is a is a weird is a weird way to, to position your your top baby face uh, ostensibly uh, on this brand. Well, I thought it was fantastic. Leave us a thumbs up if you all are watching live on YouTube. By the way, backstage, Seth was like, "Yeah, I did hit him in the nuts. He deserved what he got. I'm not champion yet, so whatever." I think. Yeah, cool. that, that's sure. fine. His reasoning's his reasoning's fine. Up next, we have the Divas of Doom and the Boston Hug Connection defeating the Iconics, Nia Jax, and Tamina. I, I just want to take this opportunity to say that I think that Jeff Hawkins, the only reason he's going to the Final Four this weekend and missing our shows <laughs> is so we don't browbeat him <laughs> over his accusation that Beth Phoenix may not be in her physical prime because... Gosh darn it, she is, Alex. She, she is. looked amazing in this match. Yeah. She she was the glue in this match. I I I I'd like for her to come back full time and be a major single star in the yeah. women's division. Um like she she doesn't look out of place at all. At all. She looked like it's it's great. It's really cool. It's a it it really does um uh, speak to the idea that some of these women were out here, however long ago when they were, you know, at the peak of their careers in in, in WWE, uh, and they just weren't allowed to do some of this stuff that we've grown accustomed to seeing during the women's revolution. Uh, and and here she is. She says, "Oh, I can hang with you, chicks. Let's go." And it she she looked great. She looked great. She looked amazing. Like I said, she was the glue of this match. Because Sasha and Peyton were not on the same page. Those arm drags were rough. Uh, yeah, they were real bad. Uh, Beth tags in for a pop. Now, there were some dissension teased here. Like Sasha tagging in Beth, or tagging in herself, when Beth wanted in. Keep in mind, Beth hasn't wrestled outside of a battle royal in like six or seven years. Yeah. But uh, Beth tags in, gets a big pop. I love that Billy K or yeah, Billy K landed on her feet on that hip toss attempt and immediately was like tag out, but couldn't quite make it. She is very funny in the ring. Like I think that's that's really something that she does uh, really well. Uh, Beth puts over her strength by doing that elevated knuckle lock. The iconics taunting in the middle of the match didn't make sense. Just it's it's all, uh, it's, it's what they're allowed to do. What they're asked to do is to be those people all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's some miscommunication tease between those baby faces again. Beth tags herself back in. And she looked better than anyone in this match. Besides my only qualm, she had her opponent's shoulders down, didn't pin. That's that's a big issue for me all, every time in, in battling the realism aspect of this. Hit a great power slam and then put Tamina through the barricade, which I thought as good as it looked, Sasha and Bailey sold it just yeah. as well. Watching yeah. on that was that was a plus stuff, Alex. Yeah, I like that a lot. So much of the, um, you know, going back to my training as a stage actor for many years, when you're doing a, a, a big a big fight scene on on stage, so much that that will sell it to the audience out in the house watching it is the is when a when a big uh, hit lands. 
if everyone else on the stage reacts to it in a certain way that makes it look makes it feel more real as opposed to just like the guy throws the punch and the guy reacting to it uh everyone else on stage reacting to it as well uh can certainly make it feel more of have more of an impact and and they did a great job with that Beth went to the glam slam on Peyton. You know how I mentioned that there was too much of a pause last yeah. week? There, that was not there. I mean, it was no. it, it's still there, the hesitation yeah. thing a little bit, but it's way sped up, Alex. This one looked real good. Yeah, and, and I listen, I am a sucker for the heel who knows what's coming and reacts very, very scared way. Yeah. Um, Kevin Owens used to do this great stuff where he was like, oh, no, 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 no. He always knew what was hap- what was coming, and he was he hated it. Um, I I loved Peyton's reactions, b- being up in the air, going like, "Oh crap, this is not going to be good." Her screams, it, it may again, it se- it sold everything so much more. Batista comes out, just shows a video of him beating Triple H a lot, <laughs> and says, "Triple H." Kiss my ass. Why would he? What else does he need to say? He, he has Triple H's number. This is so great because it plays on all the tropes of everything. Like it's, I love that Batista, having been gone from the company uh, for so long, but knowing by heart what the normal things you do to sell a match like this are. So he he comes out and he throws to a video package, but he just points at the big stream. That's all he does. He doesn't say anything, and the video starts playing. And instead, of, like because usually he would say, "Hey, you know, blah 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 blah." Two minute speech, but Triple H and I have a bit of a history. Check it out. Like that's what norm normally would happen. No, no, no. He just points, and then afterwards, instead of another five minute speech talking about recapping the video recap that you just watched. He just says, Triple H, kiss my ass, and walks off. It's perfect. I love economy of storytelling. When you've got this point, we all know what this kind of history is. Thank you for refreshing us, and now let's get to the match. Perfect. No Triple H on this show. Do you think he needed to be here? Because I don't. No. No, it was it, it, it's fine. Um, th- this is this this is a kind of a match where uh, this is built in for the nostalgia um, uh, of of that kind of thing. And I, I also love the idea of uh, not only is it you know for Triple H's career and Batista's career or whatever, um, but there's that thing of Triple H has never beaten Batista. I mean, like that. That's a, that's also a kind of a cool motivation that they're able to, to add onto this as well. So I don't know if you noticed, but uh, Batista kind of said goodbye to the crowd, like mm. uh, stepped out a little bit. That is his hometown crowd. I'm sure yeah. that means a lot to him. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, the the animal Batista. That was the other thing I was watching is, is that you you. It's weird to like just because Batista now to me is is more. He's more the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. He's more Drax than he is the animal Batista anymore. Uh, so I kind of, you forget some of the stuff from his career. And watching that video package, I was like, man, this guy, I remember when he was when he would come out and do the machine gun thing with, with the pyro and everything. This guy was also, what a banger of a of a theme song. He, I, I, the I Walk Alone thing, that was just 
Great. I, I miss saliva a little bit. Uh, just, <laughs> just unapologetically. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> they okay. had so, they had some songs that were just perfect for yeah. WWE. They really it's, did. Especially that era. I mean, for the love of God, I, I believe Josie Scott even admitted that Ladies and Gentlemen was inspired by WrestleMania. Yeah. Which, I mean, why wouldn't it be? And of course, it became a song for WrestleMania. But like, Superstar, that was perfect yeah. for WWE. Perfect. And perfect. this song was just yeah. perfect for WWE. Yeah. But yeah, man, Batista's beating Triple H every single time, all four times they face each other. And yeah. you know what city they're in, Alex? Right now. D.C. You know what they have in D.C.? Monuments. Monuments, that's true. They do have monuments. You know how you get monuments, right? Well, I'm assuming you build them. Uh, you have to zone them for, uh, you, you get the. I kind oh. of. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm saying, Alex, you erect them. Ah. Yeah. And if you want to erect your monument. Bluechew.com is there for you. You know what? Maybe your monument's already erected, but you want to reinforce it. Bluechew can help you. Blue, like the color blue. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Bluechew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. They're prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visits. No waiting at the pharmacy. No more awkwardness. You, you usually have to wait in line at these monuments to see these monuments. Oh, there will be a line, all right. They'll be lining up to see your monument. Once Blue Chew erects it for you. Right now, giving it to you for free. Free. Just pay $5 shipping. Use that code FIGHTFUL. Reminder, use that code FIGHTFUL. And it's free. Just pay $5 shipping. Hit them up at GetBlueChew on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. Damn. By the way, we had a super chat from our boys at OMG. I love Gee. Said, I'll be at WrestleMania. Hit me up on Instagram if you want to meet up. I highly encourage it. Uh, the OMG bros are true bros. Uh, what match are you looking forward to the most, Alex? Uh, on Wrestle- at WrestleMania, the, the actual Sunday? Mm-hmm. Gosh, it's probably... Uh, Kofi, Kofi versus versus Brian. Um, I just I I I I want him to do something that will really, really get the fans to just, just like that that moment of I can't believe they actually did it. Like I want I want the shots of people in the crowd tearing up. Like I feel like I feel like Kofi gets that 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 moment that will like we'll look back in ten years. And we'll think of that particular moment. I want to see that live. I want that to happen for Kofi. I want Daniel Bryan to be the guy who's like, because what we've what we've heard, he's pushing for all these people to get pushed to allow himself to get them over and get them to that to that point. So I, I love the idea of him being 
part of that storyline. I'm really looking forward to that uh, and 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 hoping they don't disappoint. So uh, for me, uh, like I can't say something like that that I don't know will happen as far as Kofi winning. The thing I'm looking forward to the most is the video package for Kofi Kingston. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to to well up some tears in my face. Yeah, I'm ready to see that and be like, oh man, here we go. But as far as matches, I am actually most excited for the main event of the night, especially after what we saw. Also, Omgi says <laughs> uh, Zion Williamson will not make the Hawks a top four team in the East. We'll see about that. It doesn't take much. It does not take much. No. Doesn't. Was the next match a lumberjack match, Alex? I mean, that's what I thought it was, but they did they ever, did no, they ever jack anybody's lumber? I didn't see that. There are, are there are no lumberjacks. There there are there there are no lumberjacking. No. Oh man, I missed a segue and a half there. <laughs> Son of a Come on, man. If you, if you need to get your lumberjack jacked. There you go. And you don't want 20 people doing it for you. <laughs> do it yourself with Blue Chew. And so a lot, EC3 just stands there stoic. Yep. Yeah. Probably by design. By the way, that trophy's yellow as hell. That is the yellowest trophy. That's not that, gold. That's not gold. Yellow as hell, man. Apollo Crews looked great in this match. He beat Jinder Mahal. Nice frog splash gets the win. Everybody comes in and tries to get a photo op with the trophy. Yeah, I will give. I will give you this. Um, the photo, the photo op idea is one of the most clever ways to get everybody in the ring, throwing everybody else out of the ring that I've seen in the in a while. Usually, it's just this. Hey. We're going to have a battle royal this weekend. This is a refresher of what that might look like. I've always hated those segments. This I actually didn't mind so much because it, it felt right, mostly because it was started off uh, by the B team, who I honestly believe would be doing that. Yeah. Time to make a statement. Everyone throws everyone else out. You know the drill. But I was watching this too, and I was like, um, I guess I would have to go back and look at who else from like SmackDown is being included. I know uh, the formerly known as Mustafa Ali is in it. Uh, the Hardys are in it. Uh, but I was looking at all these these jabrones out there, <laughs> and I was like, if Braun Strowman doesn't eliminate all of these men by just yelling at them, I, I, it's just ridiculous to me that these guys are in this match. <laughs> and, and, and then we're going to throw Shay and Jost in there. To honor the memory of Andre. I, I hope that Shay and Joe like, get like six people and they're like, hey, listen, <laughs> we can get you a hosting gig. Look at what it did for The Rock. Yeah, that's true. Which they, they aired this week, by the way. I actually watched it the other night. They, they oh, yeah. re-aired it for WrestleMania week. But cool. PRG Smidget sent a <laughs> super chat. This is, are we going to ever get another Blue Chew collection video? I think it'd be great. Love the content as always. Yes, you will. One of those did like 30,000 views on YouTube. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Like, it was crazy, man. Elias walking the streets, running down his WrestleMania duties. Whatever. You got to get him on the show. Sure. I love this next segment. Alexa Bliss is backstage touting her booking abilities and putting over Tyler Breeze's new short hair. 
I saw a clip from EC3 versus Tyler Breeze last week and didn't recognize Tyler Breeze. Mm. I'm like, wow, Mark Andrews is back on the main roster, huh? <laughs> like, what's going on here? But <laughs> EC3, <laughs> understanding like the criminal misuse of his booking, I yeah. think, contributed to the slapstick nature of his laugh and his performance. And I thought he played it off perfectly. He played it off like a guy who had waited to talk for four months, yeah. did, but knew he probably wasn't going to say a lot worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. This, this was all, this was, this was, this was fine. Um, I, I like this. I, I, I mean, not, nobody's ever going to replace Dango, but uh, I, I like EC3 as, as being a, a possible partner for, uh, for, Breeze's uh, mischievous thing backstage. Yeah, Braun shows up and <laughs> EC3 is like, oh, I'm laughing at those two guys who are watching Weekend Update over there. Yep. Braun finds them, tells them he's going to fight them. Later he does and absolutely squashes them. And, yeah. And mows them down. Alex. Yeah, well, one of the one of the guys is a uh, person of color. Uh, the other guy's a white dude, uh, and so he says, "You're called Jost, and you're Michael Che, and I'm going to beat you up just like I'm going to beat them up on Sunday." Because, because, of course, that's what they did. Because, because. I don't um, think that's why they did it. I think they just happened to have some extras around. Well, yeah, but I, I feel like they definitely made the black guy, Michael Che. And the white guy Kevin I mean, why, why not? Why but, not? Exactly. But it was a, it was a whistle. You weird. want, you want the fake Colin Jost from New Delhi? I uh, no. I, I just, uh, I think that would be kind of funny. No, it, be. <laughs> it, it probably would be. If it was a Singh brother and he called him Colin Jost. It'd be kind of funny. Backstage, Drew hit Roman so hard that Roman's sideburns start at the top of his head now. I don't know what's up with I don't know. Don't, don't know what's up to that, but dry hair Roman Reigns? Yep. It, 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 listen, um, you know, it it you never know what might be the catalyst to, to get somebody to get a, to start with a new look. You know, all it takes is one comment that somebody overhears and go, you know what? You know, maybe. Maybe this is this look isn't working for me anymore. Lots of reasons for wet hair in wrestling. Just saying. True. Kurt Angle comes out, gets an emotional uh, farewell bidding uh, to Raw. This video ruled. Man, this was an incredible video package. WWE does these so well, Alex. Yeah, I love the um, the underlying uh, soundtrack. That was like his his theme, but like played soft and slow and like it was mournful like yeah. it was really cool i liked it a lot i just love when wwe does this type of stuff that's why i get excited for wwe documentaries and now that they're all like an hour long it bums me out a little bit because wwe does them so well even if it's revision revisionist history on so much of it they do them so well like i hear people in in uh, other forms of production put over wwe all the time and then, of course, they see what they do on Monday nights. And they're like, why do they do that? I had a buddy who covers the NBA and caught Raw on while he was at the gym one night. And he was like, are their cameras messed up? And I'm like, <laughs> like their producers messed up. But yeah. getting, I, I got chills watching the Angle video. This, this era of Angle, Lesnar, and Shelton Benjamin really 
gave me an appreciation for amateur wrestling. I didn't really care about it before, yeah. and, and I took an interest in it, and it was uh, largely influential in me getting involved in it, man. I when that's that's what can happen, and uh, I'll always remember Kurt Angle and that style that I, I came to love because of that, and because he was so entertaining while he did it. He was such yeah. a funny dude. Yeah, but he gets a little bit emotional, and dare I say, did it look like Baron Corbin was getting a little teary eyed there too? Yeah, you know, it's a it's a weird thing that can that can certainly uh, you know carry over and be a little bit uh, leave you out of character if you're not careful. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I thought Corbin played this really well. He hit all the spots, mentioning, "I don't appreciate you guys flooding my social media." Where he said that he was going to have an unprecedented eight-star match. Uh-huh. I thought he. I thought this was one of his better promos. Was it a great promo? No, I thought it was one of his best promos, though. What would you think? I mean, yeah, it's fine. I mean, he's he's no wizard on the mic, but he's not terrible. Wizard. Uh- um, but it's a weird thing. Like, I don't understand. There's no way for him to get over here. Like, it's like, even if people are like, oh, but he's supposed to get heat. I'm like, well, yeah, but not in this way. Like, like everyone's just sitting there going like, I don't uh, like, again, like I haven't, I've not seen one person defend the idea of him still wearing the dress shirt and slacks while wrestling. Like it's a it's a weird thing that like that that they're the only ones that keep throwing this out there and everyone's like, why is he still doing that? It makes no sense. And no one's responding to it. It's it's a weird deal that like they're putting him in these positions, much the same way that they put him in a position where he was the acting general manager and just did everything that they said, and then they fired him for it. It was yeah. weird. So Kurt Angle challenges Baron Corbin to an exhibition, but Baron declines. Rey Mysterio shows up. He was supposed to face Kurt Angle. Yeah. They get the feeling they got to look at a couple of Kurt Angle matches, and they said, eh. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that's just my my hunch. Corbin attacks. Ray and Angle take him out. Ray tries to do the Steiner pose with Angle, but Angle's like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Why are you between my legs, bro? I, you know, I can't move my neck to look at you anyway. So I'm going to go ahead and cover this match because there ain't no use in us waiting till the end of it. Yeah. I did think it was very funny that Corbin was announced as DC's favorite son, and he's from Kansas. He's from Kansas City. Yep. Yep. Mysterio, Hurricane Ron, and Corbin over the top rope got caught with a punch. We come back from a break to see Corbin ripping the mask off Mysterio. I thought that at a brisk pace, this match could be really good. Uh, this was neither really good or at a brisk pace. This match sucked, Alex. And it is not easy to have a sucky match with Rey Mysterio these days. Yeah, this was bad. This was really bad. Um, a, a, a bad, straight-up match where Rey Mysterio loses clean to Baron Corbin in the final segment of the go-home WrestleMania Raw is not an April Fool's joke. It's just straight-up sadism. I don't understand any of this. Like, when this was the, when this became the last, last, uh, the last segment of the night, the last match of the night, I was like, oh, well, there's obviously going to be shenanigans somewhere along here. But there wasn't. It was just, this is it. 
Well, by the way, we also have the biggest show of our of the year, the Sunday, and there's no better way to get you hyped for that than this seven minutes of rest holds. Like I don't, I don't know, snails man. pace. Like it was so bad, I thought Ray had gotten legitimately hurt, but he's busting out springboard head scissors, tilt world DDTs, six one nine, but then misses a frog splash. Our review is way more exciting and faster paced than this match. This match blew. So bad. And from an execution standpoint, it was fine. But God, was it. It was a 2005 Friday night SmackDown match. Yeah. Man, was this bad. A deep six wins it. I like that. Yeah. Listen, it is rare that that you and I will take a Baron Corbin match that ends with a deep six and tear the match to shreds. That's oh, yeah. how bad the match is. We have, we are begging for Baron Corbin to win 30% of his matches with a deep six. And all of a sudden, he does. And we're like, oh, that's great. Too bad the rest of the match sucked. And usually, if your deep six is only good 30% of the time, I'm hitting you with a blue chew segue. But hey, I'm not sure why Baron Corbin needed to beat the top contender for the U.S. title before Mania. Well, and the other Weird. thing that, that Kurt just beat the the title holder like a yeah. week and a half or two weeks before many a week before many or whatever it is um so yeah really looking forward to that u.s title match great bailed to it weak angle applies the ankle lock on the ramp that that ends raw now we're not done talking about raw no because we've got more exciting shit to talk about but that ended raw that was the end of raw that was what they did and i somebody said um, i saw this on my timeline oh they're going to use this as an angle to get Corbin out of the match on Sunday. They're going to say that angle hurt his ankle and therefore he can't compete. And that's how we're going to get to the scene. Well, of things. Sexy Kurt does make people's ankles hurt. He does. It's true. He's a sexy Kurt. He makes your ankle hurt. But uh, I mean, if that's the case, fine. I don't, again, I don't see why this had to happen in the main event of the go home WrestleMania raw. Week man, we're gonna preview uh summer or not SummerSlam, maybe. I mean, who Why knows? Not? WrestleMania will end about the time SummerSlam starts, but <laughs> not that I'm complaining. I'm strapped. I- I'm ready for a week week of wrestling. Like, yeah, anchored to this desk, uh, I am. But we're gonna preview WrestleMania tomorrow and make our predictions. But lots of stuff going on, and still lots of stuff on this show. Heavy machinery. Against Rudin Gable, and what was there to talk about? Nothing in this match got over except for the Caterpillar, which mm-hmm. it, it is. It's, yeah, hey, cool. Lacey Evans distracts everyone. Why? Because she's going to win the Women's Battle Royal yeah, on probably. Sunday. That's probably what, I mean, that's the, listen, at this point, I'm not a fan of Lacey Evans, her work, her character, her, I'm not a fan of of, of any of that. But at this point, if you don't have her win the WrestleMania battle, uh, Women's Battle Royal, what has this been about? I, I, you know, but, and again, like, here we go. We have Rude and Gable, who are the most recent uh, tag title holders on this show, not the current ones, but the most recent ones, um, who are getting just worked over pretty good by dudes who are on main event last week. Like, the tag division is so dark right now the, man the ceiling for heavy machinery to me looks like bushwhackers the ceiling for them is is to is to be the fourth team in a four corners 
a tag title match at which they've done. Oh, I mean they've already done it. They've already done it already. But I'm saying like 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 oh we're gonna have this build. Gee, who's the top contender? I don't know. Well, there's three teams. They're all gonna face like they. That's their ceiling. They're the comedy team that never that never wins the title. Like or they're the Godwins who actually do win a title along the way, but are forgettable otherwise. Alexa Bliss can be their Sonny. That's it. Woof. And then you have Rude teasing, like he's like looking at Gable, and I'm like, man, if you want to make me uninterested in Bobby Rude real quick, you make him a singles guy. There is nothing wrong with being one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, and that's what Bobby Rude is. I don't – and people said, oh, heel Rude? And I'm like, no, I saw – heel rude in nxt and i didn't like that either no no listen if you're the the only thing i'm looking at is that um anything is is preferable to just treading water and doing nothing if if this is a team that they may break up and send to different shows during the soup shake that's fine by me you can figure out different ways of using them um, if 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 the ceiling for them was we held the titles for a while and we got matching robes fine and they got pissed on. Yeah, that's true. Woof. We did have a very good tag team match. Raw Tag Team Championship. The Revival defeated Ricochet and Aleister Black via Cannot to retain the titles. Easily best match on the show. Probably getting it back at WrestleMania. I wouldn't mind, really wouldn't mind if Ricochet and Aleister Black won the ta- NXT tag titles on, sa- on Friday. And then WWE was just like, not winner take all, just the three best tag teams in the world, Raw, SmackDown, NXT tag champions in a triple threat tag team match at um at WrestleMania. Go tear the house down. I'd be okay with that. Oh my god, it would be certainly preferable to whatever they're planning on doing. <laughs> because because cur- currently, currently we don't know anything about the tag title picture on SmackDown. We don't we don't yeah. have any any clue what's going on there. There was speculation that that um that somehow Ricochet and and Alistair Black would get a shot at the SmackDown tag titles, and then the revival would I guess they would face Heavy Machinery, who looked really good against Bobby Roode tonight. Well, so. well, I feel like I'm ready to hear that sound coming out of your face again when we talk about what were these sound effects. <laughs> Listen, um, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> I, Hi, Alex. I, I'm watching that and I go, is that like, there was there a problem with the mechanism that it made noise where it normally doesn't? And I was like, oh no, that's piped in. So what, they want, what, was, they, what is he supposed to be sitting up on? I mean, I, I, I mean, that's the thing. Is, I mean, and why does it have Bluetooth? It's it's <laughs> it's supposed to be that he rises from the grave, right? Isn't that the idea? Like, like it's it's Nosferatu. Like everybody out there, Google Nosferatu, where the where the nineteen twenties movie yeah. where the with a vampire. Google, Google Nosferatu dancing to Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> d- d- Google that. That's worth looking at. Listen, but I understand what they're what what he's supposed to do, and the problem is. Is the way that they have the his entrance set up is that in NXT you could never see, you didn't see the board. Yeah. In this one, you see the boards are like, 
well, if you're going to see the board, the illusion is ruined. So let's make the board creaky like he's haunted. <laughs> like it's a Scooby-Doo house or something. <laughs> they do have uh, Scooby-Doo movies. <laughs> oh, he's going to be in a Scooby-Doo movie for sure. Oh, he's absolutely that. Be the- that is his. <laughs> for the best coverage, get Cricket Wireless. That's Alistair Black. Al- Alistair Black, yes. Yeah. He is for sure going to be in a Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah. Well, um, this match is good. It's not the paint-by-numbers Ricochet and Alistair Black match I've mentioned nope. in the past. Uh, Ricochet did a nice double Rana that he almost ate duty on. Yep. Dawson got a great Northern Light suplex. Ricochet's hot tag is exceptionally toasty. He does uh, my favorite neck breaker, the... Uh, well, besides Brian Pillman Jr.'s, I love his uh, swinging neck breaker, but he does the old Hurricane Helms neck breaker. Yeah. Where you jump up in the air and then you just yank them down. That one is really, really good. But uh, the highlight of this match is that gory bomb that Dash yeah. Wilder did from both sides, from Ricochet, from Dash Wilder. Great. One of the best I've ever seen. And there have been some good people that have done that move, Alex. Yeah, no, the, the, the thing is you're, 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 you're letting the revival work. You're letting them show that they're not just these, these you know, uh, Arn Anderson clones, that they have all these other things that they can do as well. Um, we've seen them pull out that old power and glory finisher, the superplex into the splash, uh, that I've loved in the past. These guys are really, really good. This whole sequence near the end there with the, with the the gory bomb, Ricochet just sprinting into the corner and just flying through the air like a, like he's Superman uh, into into a, a Tope Cone Hilo, oh, not over the ropes, over the ring post. Um, yeah. it, it, that's that's nuts. And also the incredibly clever way they got to the finish. Yes, uh, I like Kyler James's explanation for the creakiness. It's because he's moody. <laughs> <laughs> you remember. <laughs> Wilder does another great tornado DDT to the floor, and uh, Ricochet flips over the turnbuckle outside the ring onto them, onto the revival. But Dawson, underneath the ring, holds on to Ricochet's foot to where the ref can't see it. The ref couldn't see it. Yep. And it gets to Ricochet and or gets the revival to win. Uh, now, Black Mass hits on both guys after the match. This was just good stuff. It made sense. It gives you a reason to run it back. I'm cool with it. I like this. This was good. Yeah, the um, the the pay-per-views, I think, uh, no, sorry, the pay-per-view, the um, pre-shows, like, I think four and a half hours. So you got to fill it with matches. So this, this thing could easily be there if you're going to do that. I love your idea of, NXT champs versus Raw champs versus SmackDown champs um, for bragging rights and being an amazing match. You could do that. They're not going to do that, but you could do that. You could buy if you're going to do that. Put it on the main card. I, I just think this is this is fine. Uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black um, are uh, certainly two of your top singles wrestlers. Um, I, I think it's fine they're being introduced as a tag team. But these guys are, are are not a tag team. They're they're great singles wrestlers and future champions. I'm looking forward to them being used as such uh, here in the coming months. But for right now, at this point, I, they they are a tag team, right? They, that's the thing is that they've been certainly presented presented that way, but they are so much more than that. Well, see, I think that's the 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 rough perception there is that 
being a tag team like has some sort of stigma like oh well they're much more than that being like i said there ain't nothing wrong with chad Ga- or bobby Roode being one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time and of course these guys can do more than that but i i would like the tag team division to be like yeah it's i, I want to see stuff like the rock and sock connection come in and make cameos and main event shows that's yeah. i want to see something equal to that but i i, I get what you mean I mean, I guess what I'm saying is that these guys will never not feel like somebody was in a conference room and said, let's put Ricochet and Aleister Black together and make them a tag team. Yeah. Like, they don't feel like they belong together at all. They they work together fine because they're two great professional wrestlers. But I don't feel like they organically would have been like, hey, you and I should hang out and maybe let's become a tag team. Mm-hmm. Like That yeah. never happened. Should have mentioned uh, Braun Strowman hit that double power slam, beat both was, of the jobbers. That was a really cool thing. That, if, yeah. that that was a very new and innovative way. Hey, remember, what, remember what, when Braun Strowman was beating like five dudes at once? Yeah. You know? like, he never did that with them. That was cool. Now. Well, one of the jobbers did help him a little bit. But. Yes, <laughs> but it would be necessary. Robert Larry, thank you for the super chat. He says, is it me or is this year's WrestleMania? No question, the most dysfunctional, unprofessional, unorganized in the history of WWE. I wouldn't say that. There have been some real bad ones. Like, you go back and watch some of the early ones, and half the matches ended by DQ. Yeah. And back then, the crowd would go nuts for it. Yeah. But you look at it, and you're like, man. Like, I think it was WrestleMania 9. Oh, that one. You look at WrestleMania 9, and we're going to go over our hour here, but just just as we answer this question, Tatanka versus Shawn Michaels was match of the night. It went 18 <laughs> minutes to a countout, Alex. The main event was Yokozuna beating Bret Hart and Hulk Hogan going, oh, okay, brother. <laughs> Undertaker Giant Gonzalez. Oh, with the chloroform. Oh, yeah. IRS and Ted DiBiase beat Hogan and Beefcake via DQ after 18 minutes. Woo! If I were to look at this match, the most intrigued I would be, I would be like, you know what? I'll go back and watch that Luger versus Perfect match. But Doink versus Crush. Ugh. Actually, Steiner Brothers versus Head Shrinker sounds good, but... Bob Backlund got beat in three minutes, 45 seconds by Razor. I'm sure that was actually probably pretty fun, but man, there's a lot of dysfunctional <laughs> stuff, but the show wasn't that long, but I'm with you to, to a lot of people. This will seem that way. And this has the most singles matches planned for it of any WrestleMania since WrestleMania seven. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of um, stuff out there where and I guess we'll talk about it eventually. They're, they're just some really corny ass builds to some of this stuff. And uh, I'm just like, oh, oh, yeah, I guess I forgot that. I have no doubt that we will be in the middle of this show on Sunday. And all of a sudden, a video package will start up and I go, oh, I forgot that was going to be on the show. Yeah. You know, like it's just it's just there's just so much. And so so some of the some of the matches are so poorly built to that. I'm like, whatever. That's why I think they should really do better at adding stakes or importance to the battle royals. That way it doesn't seem like a, a bad thing to be in it. Yeah. Make it important to the people that are in it 
And it will be important to the people watching it. Yeah. <sighs> Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush are interviewed. Leo Rat Rush says that Balor's win was a fluke. Balor pops up on the screen, and he's going to be the demon. And that's neat, man. It's for WrestleMania, cool. What did he do here? At what was? Huh? Well, you see, there was some. There was there was a fog machine near him. He choked, and, and, the, and the, <laughs> the fog went around him. And then he transformed into the the um, the demon. And then he then he did this. Man, it's gonna be um, all over Stan Twitter for the wrong reasons. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> Boy, man, that man I... gets sexually harassed to a degree in which I have never seen before on Twitter. Hey, remember that match he was supposed to have with Bray Wyatt where he was going to be the Halloween demon? He was all orange, and then yeah. Bray got sick and they couldn't do it. Um, if, no, no offense. If, um, if Balor's not going to be the demon when he's facing Brock for the U, for the U, U, Universal title, what is it? Why is he the demon facing Bobby Lashley only, for the IC title? He only does it when he wins. He I mean, I did, uh, it's just bad. Let's talk about what people came here to see. Yep. Oh, boy. Let me make sure. Okay, yeah. So the, the gimmick here was if Charlotte, Becky, or Ronda turned on each other in the match, they would be out their WrestleMania opportunity. We see Charlotte. Promo, Becky promo, Ronda promo, Ronda does, lives up to the meme, does some of the worst shadow boxing ever. We're yep. talking some real, like, probably recently trained with Edmund Tverdian level shadow boxing. Real bad, like, just shoulders and elbows and wrists here, all here, popping out of their sockets simultaneously. Here we go, Sean. Here, here's my impression of Ronda doing shadow boxing. This, this, this is Pretty like accurate. My college roommate doing wee boxing. It was just her doing this. Look at the flick at a wrist. This, this, Look this. at a flick at a wrist. We boxing right here, the champion. Whoo! It was bad. Becky tagged Charlotte hard. Becky gets worked over. Took and gave some really tough strikes against the, the riot squad here. Uh, I love the the new death lock that Logan's doing. I've seen Rhea Ripley do it as well. then brings the other leg over top of it and holds the shin. You'd probably get more leverage on the toes there, but hey, who the hell am I? Uh, Becky goes at the whole team, has to tag out to Rousey. Rousey is in Charlotte's face, gets rolled up, but arm bars Liv Morgan. I love that as soon as she got that tap, she got up and started wailing away at Charlotte. <laughs> sure. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Before we get into it, Alex, yes. what do you think of that match in the moment? Um, match match is fine. I, I liked I liked the different the difference in between uh, Ronda and Charlotte uh, on the on the apron as as Becky's in there. Like they they both have no inkling to actually want to try and save her. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I liked that as well. Um, I love Ronda being like, "Oh, you oh no, you didn't try to roll me up. Um, now now you're gonna lose an arm." Like I thought that was really good. And I love her like uh, taking the moment to be like, okay, well, um, the the match is over now, so therefore I can I can beat the hell out of you and I won't get penalized. And I liked that Michael Cole immediately mentioned, no, 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 the match is over, so anything they do now is nice and legal. 
except for in the eyes of the law. What we saw after this was one of the most entertaining things I have ever seen in my life, wrestling or otherwise. Alex, I almost had an asthma attack in my floor from laughing so hard at this, and it was in a very entertaining method. (laughs) Security gets their ass beat by all these girls. So then you see cops dressed up as big boss man out there. I'm Mm -hmm. talking old blue shirts. They get their asses kicked too. But they cuff all three of these girls. But before they do, Charlotte slugged Rousey hard. Yeah. They were going at each other. And Becky got kicked really hard. That wasn't even the best part. No. Then it gets to backstage. And you want to talk about a show or a segment to end a show on. This should have ended the show. I, I, I do not know why this was not the closing show. Segment. Maybe it's because they thought that that hour three would be terrible. That's just my guess. Kimber last kick on Twitter said that this got a standing ovation live mm, sure <laughs> watching. They are cuffed the entire time and just kicking at each other repeatedly over and over again. The cops are like, ah, Damn it! We gotta get them in the cars! And they do. But they put Becky and Rhonda in the same car on accident, and the timing was great. The shot was great. And there were a lot of bad camera cuts here, Alex, but you pan in and you see these two look at each other, and that was perfect. Yeah, I, I guess I missed the part where it was on accident, because I all I saw was, was them in the back seat together, and I was like, now why would you do that? Oh yeah, they, they're going okay because I'm. Yeah, I they they were just trying to get. Accident. They were just trying to get them in the car okay. in a car, respectively, and they start kicking each other. And they gimmicked <laughs> this the glass to where Rousey would kick it out. Yep. Amazing, good, amazing. So <laughs> they're like, "All right, we got to get them out of the car," yep. <laughs> which is awesome. So then Becky and Charlotte get into it. And the funniest goddamn thing I have seen in pro wrestling in years, maybe since the Braun Roman feud, mm-hmm. Rhonda, I don't know how she put the car in gear. Nope. <laughs> Is in one of the cop cars and just nowhere near anybody runs it into the other one. She literally ran a car into another car for attention. Yes. It was phenomenal. Oh, Alex, I love this. What goes through your head when you see Ronda Rousey running a car into another car? I was like, well, that seems excessive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, listen, the whole thing is that I, I thought uh, this, this, this was fine. This is good old-fashioned wrestling entertainment <laughs> on TV. And this then, would happen in Memphis. Yeah, it would, it would. It would happen in Memphis. And then I, I want to. Sometimes I want to punch myself in my brain, so I stop asking myself questions like, "Is the judge going to let them travel across state lines for work by Sunday?" Like, I, I, I don't. I don't think that's that's going to happen. These, all three of these women assaulted multiple officers of the law <laughs> and they're going to be wrestling each other on, on Sunday. So this the whole thing is like, I understand that that's not true, but there's just certain things where I was like, 
I love I love the entertainment value of it. But then then if you are going to be the company who for this entire build has has like gone back and forth about what's real and what's not, and there's build for other matches where it was like, my name's Paul and your name's Dave. Everything's real here. Well, then if you inter- introduce that, then there's going to be some questions about what's real about this other thing going on. Well, they said that they were released and that they are awaiting a court date. <laughs> okay. So okay. Throw, throw your bullshit away, Alex. All right, fine. Because I'm sure that's how it actually works. When it does. Assault, when you assault multiple Jeff, officers. Jeff works in the legal system. He told me <laughs> the same night that he told me that Beth, Beth Phoenix was not in her physical prime. That's true. So there you go. There you go. But... Becky is screaming, uh, kiss my feet after she, after she kicked uh, somebody in the face. Yep. Um, and then Rousey has her head out the window yes. screaming. Yes. And Charlotte hits a, by God, V-trigger. <laughs> yes. And Rousey's head bounces off the side of the door frame. Yep. That's Amazing. A, that's a gif for all time. This was an amazing segment. This should have closed the show. Yes. Man. I loved Hey, somebody said Jesse Smollett can get off scot-free. Why not them? You know, you bring up a good point. Well, let's end it there. Anyway, (laughs) leave us a thumbs up. We are here right after WrestleMania. We are here after NXT. We're here after G1 Supercard 2. Uh, Warren Hayes is going to be on some of these shows with me. Alex on some of them. Uh, Jeff Hawkins will not be. He's going to go to Final Four, see Virginia play. I don't blame him. But um, we're going to be here after SmackDown and also listen to your boy Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. You can subscribe to Fightful Select and get a lot more coverage. Guys, I'm dropping a lot of exclusive news over there. If you want to support us uh, most directly and our coverage of pro wrestling journalism, uh, that's the way to do it. That's the most direct way. Uh, I want to thank everybody for their super chats, but we're going to be previewing WrestleMania Tuesday. Alex, it's going to be a long preview. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming we'll, we'll also touch on some takeover uh, as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's going to be a long preview. Um, I'm hoping that uh, SmackDown gives us fewer battles in the parking lot for us to uh, to gush over and fewer uh, terrible go home segments for us to tear apart so we have plenty of time to get into our predictions. I'm excited, guys. I'm excited excited to spend the week talking to you guys. If you are a Fightful Select subscriber, go get your questions in for Jimmy Van. We are filming that show on Tuesday. Also, I'll put mine up uh, this week as well. Thank you guys so much. It's WrestleMania week. FightfulWrestling.com is where to be. We're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.